Hello, everyone. I'm Connor Lokar, checking in for our latest Trends Talk here at ITR Economics. Uh, and today we're rounding up the good news, because quite frankly, I think we all need it right now. Uh, for the last 12 weeks or so, uh, give or take, we've been the dealers of almost exclusively bad news uh, here at ITR as far as the U.S. and global economies uh, are concerned. Um, and contrary to what some of you may believe, being the economic grim reapers is not a role that we enjoy playing. Uh, and turning on the news other outside of ITR in recent weeks has, I'm sure, yielded little else than grim COVID-19 case and death totals, disturbing unemployment reports and images, you know, civil unrest, and, and everything else that you can expect uh, in a general election year. But believe it or not, there are some slivers of good news peeking out, if you know where to look. And here at ITR, we do. So let's take a look at what we've got. First off, uh, the retail environment has stabilized uh, in its weekly rates of decline and transition to recovery. Uh, a new tool that we found uh, as a result of, of COVID-19 and the you know, speed of the economic collapse and our search for more dynamic metrics uh, is the Johnson Redbook Weekly Retail Indices, which gives us a little more dynamic look at the retail uh, space here in the United States. Uh, and we have derived weekly rates of change from these data points to cyclically uh, measure the retail spending. And the rates of change are telling a story of recovery. That's great news. Uh, both total and, and more severely affected department store retail sales uh, have arrested their free falls, uh, respectively, with the rates of change bottoming out on a weekly basis from you know, early to mid-May. Now, to be fair, I mean, what we're seeing is an improvement in the week-over-week over decline uh, in retail sales relative uh, to last year. So that's another way of saying that we're spending less uh, uh, than we were um, last year in recent weeks. But uh, that's a problem. Uh, yeah, that is a problem for consumer spending-driven economy like ours. But the rate at which our retail spending uh, is, is declining is actually improving. Um, we're seeing things recovering. I, I would think of it as the bleeding slowing down, not necessarily stopping. Uh, and so it appears that that bandage made up of combined coordinated policy efforts from the Fed, from the CARES Act, uh, you know, the PPP, um, and the gradual reopening of the U.S. especially uh, is making a difference and a positive one. Uh, it's going to be a long slog until we get back to year over year growth, week over week growth. Uh, but you have to crawl before you can walk. Uh, and it, it appears that the collective consumer is starting to do just that and, and crawl out of that hole that was the last couple of months. So in that vein, let's keep going. What else do we have as we look at U.S. intermodal rail traffic? Uh, as we look at that measured in weekly originated units, it is in a general ascending trend. Uh, this is a great metric. It represents the movement of physical goods and raw materials around the country. And it's, you know, it's, it's a very intrinsic look uh, at the U.S. economy. And it, too, is rising off a mid-April low. Uh, and is on an ascending trajectory that looks sustainable. Uh, again, we're a little behind where we were in May 2019, perhaps not as much as you'd think, actually. But it's it's a, it's quite close um, and climbing, and it looks like that's poised to continue. Uh, and hot off the press, actually, yesterday, uh, we got the uh, May 2020 U.S. Purchasing Managers Index uh, reading, and that 112 rate of change rose. Uh, came off of an April low and, and, and rose in May. Uh, on a 112 or a month-over-month -month rate of change basis. Now, as a leading indicator, this is unlikely to translate to cyclical improvement in U.S. industrial production until early next year, uh, which is consistent with our forecast. But uh, this tentative of April low would generally be on time, so to speak, as it relates to our forecast, and thus making it good news. Uh, and, and again, rise, it's, it's tentative. I can't quite hang my hat on, 
on my hat on it yet. Uh, we'll, we'll like to see a couple more months arise off this, but you got, as I said, you got to crawl before you can walk, walk before you run, and it appears we are doing just that. As we look at uh, perhaps a, an image of that, we see oil futures prices uh, has resumed a rising trend. While they are still depressed year over year, they bounce back from a horrific April uh, to settle at levels that are you know more consistent with normal economics in regards to again weak demand and ongoing excess inventories, but again rising from where we were in April. We can expect the price to rise if demand continues to strengthen. Uh, and recover, uh, which is what we're project projecting more so in the second half of this year, uh, and if production cuts remain in place, which is clearly a risk and a, a little bit bigger if, but the foundation uh, is stabilizing at this point in time. And also in financial markets, we, this, we see the stock market is having itself quite a run, uh, which has personally surprised me a little bit, but I'll take it. Uh, those green numbers and everyone's stock apps or 401k statements, that's just such a welcome reversal uh, from March uh, and, and great to see. Uh, and on top of all of this, perhaps mo most importantly, uh, is that we still have ongoing declines in daily COVID-19 case and death trends in the United States and elsewhere across the globe, even as we are reopening here, as we are reopening uh, abroad and sending folks back out into the world. And that is such good news. So economically speaking, health speaking, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. It's gotten a little bit closer and a little bit brighter in the last few weeks, and it does not appear to be a train. Hopefully, this serves as a much-needed breath of fresh air for all you listeners. Thanks for checking in. I'll see you next time.